Älskar du den här podden? Stötta den genom IKAs nya supporterfunktion. Det är helt upp till dig hur mycket du vill bidra med och det finns ingen bindningstid. Klicka på länken i poddbeskrivningen för att visa din uppskattning och stötta podden. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50-80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Det här avsnittet av Onrodes podcast är sponsat av Raider Power. Mer om det senare. So I'm sitting down with a uh, very special guest to me, at least personally. I have wanted to to talk to you for uh, two or three days now since I've met you. Um, we're sitting here at Gottbild Rutskogen in a garage, so it's probably going to be a little noisy. There are engines outside. There are people pumping music. We have people on the other side here working with uh, media things. So uh, it's not the quietest place, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, Wouldn't you uh, introduce yourself? Yeah, of course I would like to. So uh, my name is Marcel Ulik. I'm uh, from Germany originally. Now I'm living in Finland for uh, yeah five years now already. Um, yeah, I do pro drifting. I mean, what you can call pro in Europe. I mean, pro is a pretty wide definition. And uh, <laughs> if you are not living from from your drifting, then I think it's uh, actually not the real profession and it's not called professional. But of course, I think the level is pro. So yeah, I'm a pro drifter and um, I do this now since six years almost. And uh, yeah, we are the second year in, in Gatabil now in Rootscoke and we are invited by the organization and we are pretty stoked about that. Yeah, and as you said, uh, you, we spoke the, uh, the other night here like, oh yeah, cool, I was uh, super nice that, that German people are here. You're like, yeah. We're the only ones. Uh, that's actually true. Yeah, we we are the first ever Germans that attended uh, Roots Koken uh, with their own car. No other German have ever drifted that track during that event, or I think no other German ever have been at the track with their own car wow. as well. And so, yeah, we are really honored to uh, to be the first Germans to attend this event and uh, do our best to give a good show for the fans here. Yeah. So. Why I invited you here is because I've seen your car a lot of times. And I was like, oh, that's a sweet car. I love the look of it. You drive hard. It sounds great. I was like, man, I like that dude. I, I don't know him, but I like him. <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell me or tell the fans, what are you driving? Okay, I'm driving a Nissan Skyline R33. So um, 
many people consider it as one of the most unusual drift cars in in uh, high classes. You, you can say ugly. That, that's okay. No, I would not say ugly. <laughs> you know why I say that? It's because of the long wheelbase. Yeah. I don't want to go too technical now, but uh, it's not the ideal base to make it the fast drift car. Absolutely why not? not. Why not? Uh, the, the wheelbase is pretty long and it's a heavy car, so it's not easy to make it uh, transition really fast on track. So it's most probably slower than like an E46 or a GD86. Like, um, I mean, or the S chassis, uh, they're all good. So... Um, but after now five years of building, developing, and then uh, we actually did a good job, and we are now pretty competitive with our car. We're running uh, high-class products from uh, well-known companies all over the, all over the world, and um, yeah, we have uh, two JZ in the car. Uh, we don't run the RB anymore. It was just not reliable enough for what we are doing. We are having like 700 horsepower and 900 newton meters. That is um, enough to do a good job on track, and it will keep the car alive. So we can go more. But we kept the boost at 1.5 bar just to uh, to keep the car cool during the track days and uh, just to have a turnkey car, you know, where you're just refueling and changing tires and clean it and that's it. <laughs> Instead of rebuilding every night something uh. because you have 1,000 horsepower and it breaks like every other day. So, <laughs> Yeah, and, and uh, there are a lot of guys here that are doing that exact thing. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, where was the first... What was the first event you went to like where could people if i if, if someone from germany would say oh i know that guy i saw him at the first event where was that uh, it was actually at the lausitzring it's called it's uh, one of the it, it was planned as an indie car circuit in germany oh, and wow. uh, it was built like indie car circuit and it, it still looks like that it's not any more used for it because uh at the very first race alexander sanardi i think you know him he was um had a really hard crash. He lost his legs at this event. Oh. It was the opening event of the track, and they closed it down after that for IndyCar races. There was a pretty good um, circuit race track inside of that whole track um, area. And, um, yeah, this is where I started. It was It's called uh, International Drift Series. It was the first Drift Series in Germany. And uh, I don't know why they called themselves international, because yeah. <laughs> it was a national <laughs> Drift Series and uh, yes, I started there at a street league, it's called. So it's like the amateur league. Um, yeah, my car was like freshly built. I mean, built, what, what I can say as built at this time. We just put in some coilovers, uh, a limited slip and a differential and um, a seat and some, some uh, harnesses. And that's it. So we were going there. And I fucked up pretty bad. There's a video actually <laughs> existing of that event. And uh, <laughs> it looks like I'm dancing on ice. You know, it's like I had no idea how to control the car with throttle. And uh, I never practiced it before. Of course, we, we all had like rear-wheel drive cars for the winter time. And we drifted, so-called drifted a little bit, you know, when it was snowy. But of course, that's not comparable to uh, a, a creepy track. We go a little bit faster then. So, yeah, it was my first event. It was not really successful. I actually blew the engine at the first event <laughs> with the new car. So, uh, yay. Oh, man. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and how did the car look at that point? Was it uh, like stock? Yeah, it, it looked pretty stock. It was extremely lowered, extremely. I was running some HSD uh, coilovers from Driftworks. And... Um, so I had no idea what to get into the car or spring <laughs> rates or, you know, those kind of things. I mean, like, we had no idea what we were doing, actually. You were the and the the Matt Powers of Germany, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, there there are other guys that are, um, can consider themselves as Matt Powers, believe me. Oh, yeah? We had some really cool cool guys doing uh, drifting shit, but unfortunately they stopped. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, the car was pretty stuck. It was just plain white. Of course, we, we wrapped it white. I don't know even why we did that. I mean, we could have just kept it silver as it was. But um, from the first day, you know, I didn't start drifting just because I was thinking it's cool. For me, for me uh, living the dream of doing motorsport, that was the thing what I wanted to fulfill myself. And uh, the, I'm coming from a really small village. There are like 3,000 people living there. Oh, wow. So it's pretty small. And um, all of my friends, they, they liked like everything with, with the engine, you know, no matter if it's a... Um, a scooter or a motorbike or a car and i think for all of us it was a little bit of a dream to not just watch motorsport to also do it by ourselves and uh, so from the first day i took it pretty serious so i was thinking at least what i can do with the budget i had is like making it look nicer it didn't look nice <laughs> <laughs> it didn't, didn't look nice no absolutely not but uh, we tried okay mm. um and, and and i've never let's say i've never really liked the r33 mm -hmm. until i saw One in the UK, I think. Uh, let's see here. Lassa tires, a pink and black yeah, one. Yeah, I, I know the car, yeah. 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 And that was the first time I was like, that is a good looking it, R33. It looked pretty good, yeah. yeah. The, the shape was completely different than to the stock body, and yeah. uh, I also liked that car. Yeah. yeah, and that was the first one, and the, the only one at that point. And the second one uh, is your car. Uh, that's pretty that's cool. That's the Thank only you. two cars that I yeah. like that are R33s. <laughs> um, and. Uh, so when was the the big change for you? Like you you drifted in Germany. Like did you grow up? By the way, did you grow up like motocrossing or go no nothing? I actually grew up without a dad. So uh, my mom was not into those things. And uh, uh, if I wouldn't have had friends to that introduced me to driving a, a motorbike and those things, I, I maybe would have never done it. I loved it from the first day. I liked everything technical, you know, we built it a lot in our small sheds and of course it was cool to be with friends and build some on your motorbike. And um but I was never introduced to motorsports whatsoever. Absolutely not. So um the first contact I got with motorsports were I, I got some new friends that were rally fans and they took me to some rallies. We had some local smaller rallies and um and then we watched the hill climb race. You know, with the car you go up the hill uh, on the track. And um, and I bought myself a Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution Tommy Mackinnon edition. Oh, wow. Yeah, the, the Evolution 6. And um, I got that car and we, we right away started building, I mean like building it. You know, I have to smile when I say that because we also did not know what we are doing. <laughs> like the, the straight pipe exhaust was actually a scaffold pipe. It had like <laughs> three millimeter uh, wall thickness. It was really heavy. It didn't make the car... Not better, not a bit, you know. <laughs> and we took some interior out to make it look like a race car. And um, yeah, and then we, we attended one hill climb race. So we started to live a little bit, you know, like motorsport life, like what we could, you know, with the budget we had. And um, and then a friend of mine, Matthias is his name. We are really close friends still. Uh, he always drove BMWs and he took me to an event in Germany. And um, it was the same, this international drift series. In Oschersleben, it's uh, also a pretty famous uh, racetrack in Germany. And I actually just have been there because he asked me to pull his trailer. He had no license to pull a trailer. So I did that and I said, okay, let's have a, a boys weekend, you know, at the racetrack. Why not? So it was the first time I was able to put my feet on the ground of a racetrack. I never did that before. And um, that was the first time I, 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 I felt that I, this is a nice thing, you know. And then I was going with him for one, two, three rounds and... I think I had a feeling, I could tell him, even if ever, without ever doing it, I had a feeling to tell him, okay, push a little bit more throttle, do a little bit more that, and it worked. And um, 
on the Sunday evening after that event, I uh, I called my team. I, I call a team, you know, what, what was doing the hill climb race with me, and I called them and I said that we are going to sell the Evo. I'm going to buy a drift car, and four days later, I bought a Nissan Skyline. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things go really fast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, the the money was actually not uh, supposed to go into a drift car. The money I saved there was to go uh, in my education because I've been at the German army for four years and I've been two times deployed to Afghanistan. And from the first money of that uh, deployment, you know, it, it's pretty good paid if you go there. Yeah, um, if you survive. Yeah, of course, <laughs> otherwise you can't use it, yeah. Um, I, I bought, um, you know, I wanted to do, uh, put it in my education but I actually bought the Nissan Skyline from that oh, with man. hoping I can sell the Evo in time. And, like, and um, you know, this uh, education I did, it was welding specialist at this time. I had to pay, you know, and they sent me the invoice and the, the day, the due date was coming closer and closer. My mom did not know that I did that. So oh. he would, she's like really responsible with money. So she would have freaked out. <laughs> and I think she does not know to date. Oh, wow. And she doesn't understand English, so she will never know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, yeah, like two days before I had to pay it, I finally sold the Evo so I could pay also the education thing and everything went smoothly. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, live, live your life, what is it, a quarter, of mi- a quarter of a mile at yeah, a time? Yeah, yeah, sometimes you need to do that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and, and then from that point on, you just have drifted as often as you could? Yes, yeah, I was, uh, you know, after the first event and I blew the engine, um, I called two companies from a closed city, it's called Chemnitz, and um, they get, because I, I knew those guys because one of those guys imported my Evo. So oh. I talked to them. I said, okay, here's the deal. Um, I need support, financial support, because I don't have any money anymore to uh, rebuild the engine. And uh, they are importers for uh, Japanese car parts. So they were into that drifting anyhow. But they had also no idea so much about it. They just knew the Japanese car scene and the Japanese drifting scene, but not the local one. And uh, or the national one in Germany, and um, and I asked them for a sponsorship, and they liked me, you know. And somehow I convinced them, so they actually paid good money to rebuild that whole thing. And from that point, I could move on, you know. And uh, but because you said practice, no, I didn't get any practice because um, I put my focus on the wrong things, you know. I wanted it looking nice for the sponsors. I wanted to give them hospitality. I wanted to have a nice truck. I wanted this and this and this and this without focusing that I should have put that money into driving to get seat time. So the first two, almost three years, I would say I I was more standing and rebuilding the car because I didn't put enough focus to what I actually was supposed to do. So we bought a lot of things that went wrong and I I broke three engines in three years and that was was horrible. The start on drifting was not a good one for me, no. So that got me really interesting. You're saying that you put a lot of money and effort into actually taking care of sponsors. That that's a thing. That's a huge thing now with corporate sponsors who yeah. are a, a big company. Look at the touring car championships, yeah. the rally car championships. Like the the sponsor VIP tents, and you know they have catering. They have all these nice buildings. That you know they they come out a week before and build a, a goddamn house. Yeah, I know. In the middle of the house. in the middle of the woods. So so, would you say now that? Putting time and effort into making your sponsors happy at at the start of your career is that was that is that a bad choice really? No, it's I wouldn't say it's a bad choice to uh, to try to do that. I mean, you know, in the beginning you have no no reach, no exposure whatsoever. I mean, where should it come from? You know, you just started, 
So I try to to do it in this way to to keep them happy. I mean, like if someone trusts you with with a lot of money, um, I mean, a lot of money. I, I talk about like ten, fifteen thousand euro, but this is a lot of money for many people. Yeah, and um, if someone trusts you with that money, even if no one knows you, no one knows how good you are, no one knows uh, what character you have or, or whatever. You know, will it be will it pay back? Will there be a return on investment or anything like this? Um, I, I try to I try to make it as professional as I can. Um, because in the, in the day when I started it, I decided for myself that this, I don't do this just for fun. I want to leave my footprints. You know, I want to leave something behind in that world than, than just being here. You know, and uh, I wanted to be one of the top guys in Europe. And um, I don't need to be the best necessarily. I, I just want that it works out and that we can all be happy with what we are doing. But success is for me a big part of the game. Absolutely. I am, sometimes I forget to have fun. Absolutely. Because I take it so serious, and um, but uh, but you know, if no one takes it serious, I mean, like, why you want to give your money away to someone who doesn't take it serious? No. But you know, it didn't work out as I as I wished that. You know, I I tried to I tried to do my best job, my best possible job, but it didn't work out. The car was not working. We had no idea what we were actually doing there. Rebuilding an engine that you have never done before. I mean, that's something really difficult and. Um, I couldn't. I could not make those sponsors happy. It's uh, long story short. I really, we have not a good relation anymore with those companies. Oh wow! Because yeah. I mean, you look at uh, let's say Von Gittin Jr. Yeah. who's a huge driver, has a huge following and everything. Yeah. And and well, this year he's doing really well. But previous years since 2010, yeah, he has not done very well. Uh, but he still has those sponsors coming on year yeah. after year, and and. People are now starting to realize in drifting that, oh, maybe it's not as much about the results as it is about the actual reach and and that kind of stuff. So uh, it's interesting that you said that you've done all these things and try to be a, a hospitality thing with the sponsors, and it did not work out. No, no, but I mean like. Um, we had a pretty uh, personal relationship, those two guys and and me. And uh, we we became friends, you know. And then it's really difficult to keep it professionally. Um, I think I I kept it professionally at a point where it should have been a little bit more personal. And um, yeah, I I could make the switch between what we have a contract with and that they are friends. You know, for me it didn't matter if I um, if I broke my engine at the weekend and couldn't fulfill what they would have liked to see because on Monday they were still my friends. You know, yeah. but for them it started to. Uh, didn't work out anymore because of the money they spent they've seen the minus on their on their bank accounts uh for my parts and then the end it still did not work out so um it's not because i didn't try hard i I'm, i always try my best absolutely especially if someone trusts me with uh, some decisions um uh, but uh it didn't work i just did not work i tried my best but uh, those people couldn't um couldn't be happy anymore i think it was too deep into them that so many years they put money into me and i was not able to fulfill my um task that's yeah. like this yeah yeah so moving on from that uh you when you when did you start getting out of the german scene what did you start touring uh, it, that started in 2012 september i've made my first move to the polish drift scene the polish it's a pfd it's called the serious polish federatio drifting or something like that it's a polish name and uh, because the Polish guys, they were nuts compared to what we were driving. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like Pavel Drela, I, I think you know him. Yeah. You no, know, in his S13, uh, 
that was crazy though. Backward entry. I've never seen it live before. You know, <laughs> we went to the event. And we were like in Poznan, yeah, and in Poland, and uh, there's the last corner of that drift track is like all in backwards. You know, if you can. And yeah. you still make it. It looks like you throw the car into the gravel, but you don't. You don't. And people are like, what the <laughs> fuck they are doing there, you know? When we were there attending, I broke my knuckles. You know, it was, I had many years of broken things. I just couldn't help it. I broke my knuckle there, so I didn't qualify. And I, yeah. um, but that was the first time I, I tried to move on from Germany, not because I don't like to drift in Germany. No, because Germany is not developed whatsoever when it comes to drifting and promoting the sport. You know, that is, uh, that is my honest opinion. Uh, I don't know if people like that, but I actually don't, don't care if people like that because this is the truth. If, we, if they would do a different job, we would have more famous drifters in Germany and they would be on a higher level and would be better paid. But they don't, so German companies do not trust... Um, the success of it of a drift series in germany you know that's a big 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 problem and i hope that the drift all-stars around this year will change a lot for the german drifters it will be the first ever real professional event with just pro drifters and um i think the german guys who like drifting they will go completely nuts when they see that yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah so if you are a non-swedish speaker uh, just hang on for about 30 seconds. I'm going to read an ad and then we'll get back to the show. Radio Power bygger och servrar många av Sveriges absolut bästa tävlingsbilar och gatbilar. Och som generalagent för bland annat Mishimoto's racingkylare och K-Sport Racing sortiment med coilovers, bromskit och luftfjädring kan Radio Power leverera allt du behöver för att lyckas med ditt bygge. De har också specialiserat sig på tävlingsburar för både time attack, drifting men nu även rally. Så vare sig du behöver bygga en bur till din racebil eller sänka din daily driver så kan Radio Power leverera allt från bolt-on kits till skräddarsydda arbeten. Ett stort tack till Radio Power som hjälper oss att fortsätta göra det vi gör. So now you you started touring in, in 2012 and and you moved outside Germany and and what what were your what was your thoughts back then? Like 2012 you thought okay, I might go out of Germany, so Poland and now you're here in Norway. Yeah, yeah, that's you know it um after that, we, we were going to Czech Republic. We were going to Italy. We, we tried many things. I, as I said, I, I really tried hard, always. I, giving up is not an option for me, never. And if this means I have to ruin myself financially, I did. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think many, many motorsport uh, guys did that. It's, yeah. uh, it's a, a pretty normal thing. You don't want to just stop because you run out of money. So you try to get the money from somewhere. It's not really a wise decision. But uh, giving up was not a choice for me. I still had those two sponsors that I had from the beginning. Um, even though I, I didn't get anything anymore from them because I said, okay, we have to close the... Uh, the money flow. Um, I tr- I still tried to uh, actually fulfill my task, and then I I took a loan, you know, and uh, a pretty high loan actually at this time just to continue drifting. So that's how much I wanted that, you know. And um, I think 2014, yes, 2014 was the first year that my car worked actually oh yeah really it was the first year that my car worked and we could go race by race by race we were doing the drift united championship in germany and it was pretty new series but it was a good one and i won that i won uh, i won the championship in this year uh, we basically won almost every race so it, it oh, was wow. yeah it was an awesome year really 
And that was also the first year when we tried Drift All-Stars in uh, South Nova in Czech Republic. And I, I, I finished 11th uh, because my clutch broke in, uh, in a twin battle with Martin Richards. I think I could have beaten him. I was, I was really on point on that weekend and uh, I felt it good. So uh, I was thinking, okay, I need to drive more outside of Germany to see what the big boys are doing and to learn from that. Wow. And, and that is, wow. You winning almost every round, yeah, kind of proves that the the failure uh, at the beginning beginning of your career. Yeah. Now you kind of stepped it up. Uh, exactly, that was a big relief for the whole team. <laughs> you know, I have um, over the years, I I had to let go many of the people in my team because they didn't take it as serious as I did. And uh, after after two three years, we finally had a team of like um, I think three mechanics, there three mechanics, one media guy, and one spotter. So and they all did that for free. That was uh, it's a pretty heavy, uh, good thing for me to have people around me that believe in what we are doing, even if we fail, you know. And um, and it's, I think you know by yourself that it's not easy to have people helping you not just once. I mean, like every single day. And uh, that's pretty difficult to to achieve, and and it's hard to keep them motivated. Oh yeah, I've tried. Yeah. I've, I've been in race team for three years, so mm. it's 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 hard work. It really yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely, it is. Yeah. And uh, so, your car started out as a as a standard car. Yeah. You did a couple of years of failure, and now you you're starting to to gain momentum. So, yes. 2014, you won the championship. Yes. So, what was the next step? The next step was changing the car. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, I have seen that, you know, in Germany, uh, the drifters use street tires, normal street tires, no semi-slicks or anything like racing tires, uh, because no one can afford it. So that shitty, that's the shitty, shitty Russian winter tires. That, that's what you. Uh, no, I, w- I would say. And <laughs> after now three years or four years that people use um, new tires, you know, it was used tires. All <laughs> people use winter tires and and everything they could find it. It was not on a high level. And seeing in Poland the first time that people have like federal, the, the federal RSR was at this point the, the num- number one uh, choice for people who could afford it. And they had like hundreds of those there. And we were like watching them oh. like, oh my God, they transport so much money here from their tents to the, to the, <laughs> to the tire mounting, you know, and like it was nuts. Um, yeah, we actually realized that if we want to keep up with uh, international level, we might need a little bit more uh, power in the car, and we need more grip. And 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 to keep the grip, you know, uh, to to break the grip, you need more power. So one comes with the other. Mm-hmm. So I talked to uh, my engine mapper, it's uh, as Bartosz Stolarski from Poland. I've, he's also a well-known drifter, um, and he's also my engine tuner. And um, I talked with him. I said, "What should we do? Should we rebuild the RB or should we switch the engine?" He said, "Let's swap it to the Chazy." To the two chassis, it will be more reliable. You can have way more power in it without any problems. It will be cheaper then, also in the end. So we did that, and and my boys uh, decided they want to build a new car, the same chassis, you know, because we were used to it already, and we we're thinking we don't have to change much. Uh, <laughs> quotations, yes, quotations. <laughs> change much, not change much. And um, I said, okay, if you want to do that. Let's do it. I mean, we all did that as a hobby and in our free time. And building a car from zero is a really, really, really hard job if you do this next to your normal job and to your family and whatever. And, um, yeah, that was um, 
now now I can say it was a good decision, but last year didn't feel any more like any good decision because we had such a good 2014. You know, we were invited to the SEMA because we won the championship. Oh, wow. Yeah, we had like, it was overall like 10,000 euro prize money for the first uh, place. Yeah, it was really good. Got this and that. And we, uh, as I said, uh, Sonax was the uh, main sponsor of that series. Those cleaning products, I think you know yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they invited us to the SEMA, me and my uh, fiance. You know, we stayed at the four star hotel and they, they paid everything for one week. It was really great. Yeah, and um, then we were thinking, yeah, let's go big, let's go big, you know? And uh, building a new car, it was too much stress for the team. We underestimated the workload a lot. Uh, we were planning wrong, financially wrong. From the time point of view, it was like horrible. So we started last season with. Um, a pretty big down, I would say, mentally, definitely. Car was working. Even though we had to put everything together in a rush, the car was working fine, actually. We had not much issues. Um, but I was not working. My team was not working anymore. We were really, really messed up. Oh. And um, and we pulled that that negative energy through the whole season. We had uh, lots of crashes last year that didn't make anything better. And uh, And to be honest, last year, September, I had to make a decision for myself if I want to continue drifting. Or if I stop it, because it was too rough last year, really. It was everything else but not fun. Not one day. And um, that is not how I wanted to continue drifting. So, um, yeah. So we had the winter now time to do some small things at the car and to um, go back on the horse, especially mentally and as a team. So we had many, many talks inside the team. I mean, what you need to know for that, I'm pretty remote from my location because my team is in, in Germany and I'm living in Finland oh, so it's, re it's really difficult for me to sit down with them have a beer and, and a barbecue you know and uh, hug them and say thank you for everything you do and uh, do you have an issue you want to talk about it you know uh, we had pretty young guys in the team they were like 22 years old two of them and they're I'm 32 now I'll turn 32 in end of August and um so it's not easy to always explain them why we do things like we do them, you know. And uh, the music is pretty loud out here, huh? Yeah, it yeah. is. It really yeah. is. It's a party going on. <laughs> I, think, I, I think we're fine, though. I'm not sure, but yeah, we'll see. I hope happens. so. I hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we changed some things and, and I decided let, let's have fun again. We need to do that. Um, easier said than done. The first oh, yeah. race was pretty relaxed. We had a good time in Lytton Hill at the first round of Drift All-Stars. Um, car was working good. I had to get used to the uh, high amount of grip that I have now. I never had that kind of grip ever before. It was way faster and way harder to drive, but it was also lots of fun. So we had a good weekend. We finished 13, but it was not ideal. But, you know, better than crashing your car into a wall. Yeah. Way better than the last Definitely. year. Definitely. Yeah. And um, yeah, in between the first and, uh, and the second race of Drift Austers for us this year, what was last week in Mondello Park at IDC, versus Drift All-Stars, um, I had to overthink my strategy to keep myself uh, mentally alive. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy, I, I worry a lot about things. I'm a thinker, you know, all the time, thinking, thinking, overthinking, and that is a big problem. I have a really, a really, really um, good relationship to my to my fiance. She's like helping me with all that drifting stuff. She's like observing how, how do I behave and why do I behave like this and what do I do in the car. She's also the spotter in our team. Not because she is my uh, future wife, no, because she's good in that. Oh, really, yeah? She's really good in it, yes. Yeah. She has pretty good. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. 
Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Analytical skills and uh and um helps me a lot with uh getting getting the load off my back, you know, and uh tries to make me happy every day just that I can do what I want to do. So that's I'm pretty happy to have a relationship like this. Wow. That's yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty unusual. Very, <laughs> very unusual. You know, she's sitting with me at home and watching the sketch of the next track, and we talk about the tipping points. And she said, "Okay, you need to maybe do this and that." It's it's really cool. <laughs> But of course, you know, with women, there's always an end. This is not like I can talk about this twenty four seven. But I think for her, it's a little bit too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and last week it was, I think, my mentally breakthrough finally back into the uh, into the game and having fun with what I'm doing. The car feels really amazing now. Now I'm used to it, and um, we had a really good time in Ireland. I I didn't uh, qualify. I missed it by 1.6 or 1.7 points in top 32. So like, you know. I was thinking I deserved it this weekend because we did so well from the first practice round. We did so well, and it was so unusual for us. Friends that that were visiting us there, they came like, "What is going on with you? I mean, why you are good now? <laughs> you know, because last year was so messed up." Yeah. Wow, something happened. Yeah, something happened, and I think it happened in in my head. I uh, I promised myself it was actually one morning in the shower that I said to myself, "No, you don't need to worry about those walls or whatever because." You're not even there yet. How should you worry about something you don't see or you don't know? No one knew the track layout uh, at this point, you know. And uh, walls were my biggest enemy last year, so I was actually scared, yeah, honestly scared, and uh, to drive in a track with many walls. And I knew there will be some walls. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, you know. But for no reason, for no reason. And I realized that, and and that made me like. Uh, Being happy in the car and and having a good time. If I'm happy, I mean, I didn't want the championship for for no reason. You know, were, I knew I have it. I have it somehow. But uh, you you start you start overthinking that so much that you you lose uh, confidence in yourself. And if you if you don't if you're not confident with what you're doing there in this drift car, then you're not good. Absolutely not. So and, and now I'm back. Now I'm back and um, ready to rock. So let's see how the rest of the season goes. But. Um, I have a really good time now in the car, and that's really important. Yeah, it really is. And your car looks 
fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have some custom bodywork on it. Uh, it's just custom bodywork. There's no part that is any more stock. <laughs> right? Really not. All the parts are overworked by, by ourselves. Um, our the designer and media responsible, Marcus, uh, he's doing all of those things. He's um, he's an extremely creative person. And um, yeah, he cares about those things. And then we have really good sponsors and partners now that support us and um, make it happen that we have now a complete replacement body kit for the car, ready wrapped. That's something we were uh, aiming and chasing for many years because you know by yourself, you touch the wall, it looks shitty. And next event, it still looks shitty. But uh, how to do how to do it, uh, making looking um, to make it look nice again? So now we have replacement parts, and we can we can actually um, now do a good job for our sponsors, presenting the car as good as possible at every race. Wow! Wow! Nice. And and your body car, uh, your body car now body work uh, is it's completely custom. Completely custom. So no yes. one has. No. Same parts. Oh, now they have because we actually sell that. Oh, yeah. 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 Smart. So, smart. Yeah. Some Norwegian guys, some guys from Ireland, UK, and also German guys here, yeah, they ordered a French guy as well. So, so because I think that the design on it makes the R33, the R33 chassis is a very round chassis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the body of the car is very round and smooth. And it's hard to make an R33 look aggressive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, what you did was. You made it aggressive. Yeah, and that, that was the main target of, of uh, uh, our media guy, Marcus. He said that I, I need to make it more edgy. That's uh, I don't like the round look. So, uh, yeah, we were searching for the right parts, modified them like we wanted to have them. And, uh, yeah, now it is what it is. No, and, and we like it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so do yeah. I. So, yeah. so, talk a little bit about this event. You, you, you started going here, yes, no. Last year, last yes, year, actually. Yeah. I, I went as a spectator, 2011. And uh, and I fell in love with it. You know, it was like it was nuts. Just what you can see here, and um, it was out of out of every reality we knew. <laughs> and uh, I said, I need to come here with my car. That, that needs to be possible. And we we uh, tried it every year, but it was financially just not affordable for us. And um, last year, I think we wrote we wrote an email to uh, we got a contact. From someone who know uh, who knew Pion Wahlberg yeah. from the Gate organization, and I just wrote him. I said, "Hey, I'm the German champion." Blah blah blah. I wrote him a big text and said that, uh, as you know, touches are by uh, but touches budgets are tight. I'm sorry. Um, could you maybe help us out here? You know, and they said, "Okay, you are invited. Just come here and you're invited as a guest driver." And uh, for the German champion, we can make that happen. That was pretty cool. And uh, so we came here last year and we had a really good time. And since then, I hope we will return every year now. Oh, There's awesome. actually no doubt for us. We will come back. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what do you think of the, the track and everything? Like, What was your first experience when you were here? The first experience year? was, um, it's a really fast track, of course. It's a tire-eating track. I think we all know that. Yeah. And um, But I was a little bit disappointed at first uh, when it comes to the driving because there were so many cars on track that you have. I had just yellow. I maybe could drift per round like one or two uh, turns and that's it. And the rest was uh, yellow flagged. So I got many black flags in the beginning because I didn't know they have digital (laughs) yellow flags. So (laughs) yeah, I got some uh, black flags for this and black flags for driving over the curbs. And there were many uh, reasons to get a, a black flag here about uh overall it was a good experience but this year it was the first time i was able to like drift freely you know there were in the pro class there were not many cars or not as many as in this free drifting class 
And um, this morning I was uh, awake like 7.50. I couldn't open my eyes really much because we were late in the bed. I didn't drink much, you know, because I know they do uh, alcohol checkups and it's wrong to drive with alcohol. Anyhow, yeah. so uh, I didn't drink much, but we were quite late in the bed, like 3 o'clock. And 7.50, the alarm was going, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, do I really want to wake up now? <laughs> and uh, But I, I wanted to go and track, and I wanted to be alone in the car. You know, I, I love to take my team because they really deserve uh, every every round I can go, and they can join me and have some fun also. They deserve that. They, they work really hard. But I wanted to be alone just with myself, and I was the first car on track in the morning, and um, had no one in front of me, and I was just going forward gear all everything I could do, you know, it was, it was awesome. Absolutely, I absolutely loved. It. I mean, it was it was one complete round, and then the tires were gone. You know? Wow! But that that round gave me so much for the day, so it was a pretty good start uh, for this day. Oh yeah, I would imagine. And uh, so we, um, I put a photographer in your car um, today. And what do you think about having people in your car? Did you scare that guy? Are you a crazy driver? Is that who you are? Are you a calculated this, driver? This, I try to be calculated, but you know what? It doesn't uh, pay off. I would say that. I mean, for guys like Frederick Aspo, I think he is a calculated guy, but he knows how to be uh, crazy as well. You know, he can he can control that pretty good. That is at least my impression. Uh, I think I'm not advanced enough to say that now I'm crazy and now I'm really like uh, uh, control myself and go on point. And <laughs> so um, I try to do a good mixture. But here in in, uh, in Rootskog, you don't need to do that. You can go all in. And I did it. And we were going a lot of backwards. You know, down the hill there, this pretty, pretty long hill, we were going in the ref limiter in fourth gear. It's like 230. Wow. Then, then then we initiated there. We're going backwards, kicked the third in it and floored it. I think <laughs> he had a good time there. Absolutely, yeah. But passengers overall, I, I like to go alone. I think I can concentrate way more on what I'm doing. And even if you have fun, you know, you drive pretty fast with your drift car. It's not anymore a, a BMW with 150 horsepower. No. So you're still really fast and you need to concentrate on what you're doing even while having fun to keep it under control. Yeah, and, and your car, I would assume it's pretty fast. It is, yeah. Now now it is. Now it is. Uh, we changed some uh, suspension parts over the uh, the off-season, or during the off-season. And um, yeah, now it's really fast. Re- really, it, it, it is. It's not just saying uh, it is really fast now. And it's having a really good time in it. It's a really precise car now, I would say. You were pos- participating in the... Super 3, right? That is correct, together with uh, El Caca. <laughs> it's like, I don't even know where he got that nickname from. I have that. no idea. His, his name is Slava. Slava, yeah. So it's not even his real name, El Caca. But I think everyone knows his uh, PS14. It's yes. a really awesome car. It had actually our livery on it. It said onroaders everywhere and fuck shit up on it. So it, uh, he, ran, he ran that for two years. <laughs> but a really beautiful car. Yeah. And, um, and with Dennis Heckblum and his uh, awesome uh, Honda S2000 with the two Jay-Z. Um, uh, the 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 practice went really well, and I would also say that qualification went really good. The first round, not because Dennis had no time to practice with us. We were no, practicing. he arrived very late. Yeah, really late. He was like on track like six p.m. or something, yeah. or, or five p.m. Yeah, five p.m. So the practice just finished. Yeah, so he got he, one lap in. Yeah, he got one lap, and then he, but not even with us together, no. just just with Slava, <laughs> and then he had to just follow us and, and do the best. Yeah, yeah. and um, so the first lap was not really ideal, but the second one was really good and floaty, and we were close together. We had not many. Corrects. It, it was smoky, but again, 
we missed the qualification or the top 10 by 1.3 points. So <laughs> I don't know if this is haunting me now. Uh, after after having an electrical failure today and uh, uh, what is it, Bryce Laden? Bryce Laden, yeah. Bryce Laden qualification. I don't know if this will pull through the year, <laughs> but I certainly do, do not hope that. Really, I hope it will go away after this event. And you're, we can you're like you're like fumbling <laughs> on the finish line every time. They're yeah, like yeah, right but that is, it. you know, I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> it, I think uh, the qualification is for many uh, drivers a really. Um, really nervous uh, situation absolutely yeah. a stressful that, moment yeah you know that now it counts now it counts every small mistake i do will result in a failure and in the not qualifying of the event and we have to be honest the best pictures are shot during battles the best yes. videos are made during battles if you're not in the battles on on the official event like tomorrow the finals of this um power slide world power slide drift championship yeah, yeah. it's called uh, you know you're not in it so you're missing a lot when it comes to media and reach and again you are doing not the best you can for your sponsors that's always you know I don't do this just for myself people gave me money to, to uh, g g g provide them with a great exposure yeah, and look good for them and promote their products and uh, and be like a brand ambassador for them so I want to do this as good as I can and if I'm not qualified I cannot do this 100% and um that is not ideal. Absolutely. No, very not at all. Mm. Hang on for about 30 seconds. I'm going to read an ad and then we'll get back to the show. Det här avsnittet av Onroads podcast är sponsrat av bakaxeldelar. Vi har pratat med Jonas på bakaxeldelar om hur man ska ta sin drivlina från standard till någonting skräddarsytt som klarar av det du ska göra. Vare sig det är drifting eller drag racing, gata eller ja, rallysträcka till och med. Svaret är egentligen mindre komplicerat än vad man tror. Den avgörande faktorn enligt Jonas är att ta reda på vad din bil har för egenskaper och vad du egentligen vill med den. Sen försöka planera ut vad du ska utsätta den för. Är bilen tung eller lätt? Ska den ha mycket eller lite effekt? Hur klistriga däck ska du köra? Allt sånt här spelar roll. Ju mer info du har om din bil och vad du ska göra med den, ju bättre kolla Jonas och de andra på bakaxeldelar vad de ska leverera för grejer. Så surfa in på bakaxeldelar och sen så, så se vad de kan hjälpa dig med. Ett jättetack till, till bakaxeldelar som, som har tagit sig tid att vara med i vår podcast. Tack! Så, vad do du think about the next step for you? Vad är the next step? You're gonna still run the R33? Yes, but just because um, you know, I will I will not go into detail when it comes to the new car. Uh, there's a reason for that. Uh, we have now signed some contracts with some promotional, um, um, let's say, celebrities. Actually, there there are celebrities in Germany in the, in the car scene, in the tuning scene. They are really famous for that, and uh, they are going to help me with uh, promoting the new car and the build of that car. And. Uh, We wanted to build something that is that is like new, like 2011, 12, like that age, and um, and this has not never been. It has never been a drift car from that car, and because it's hard to to make a drift car out of it. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but it will look really cool and it will be a pretty technical car. Uh, we were supposed to start in January this year to build, but then uh, one of the main Well, this is not a sponsor in that point. I mean, like he wanted to give money for the project and would have been the main sponsor for 2017. He jumped off. Really sad story because, you know, verbally agreed and you yeah. you, you focus really much on that and then it doesn't work out. So that's not a good thing, but this happens. Yeah, This happens. So we didn't start yet, but we will start soon with the car. And um, But 
I decided to run the Off-Ready Free in 2017 as well. If I'm allowed from the, um, the reglements and the technical regulations, I will do that because now it's really fast. And uh, I think if I get more seat time, I can be um, definitely in top 10 at the end of the year, if not even higher, you know, because the car is now able to make it. And um, so I... I will keep the car for 2017, take my time with the new build, and then test it properly. Because the new car is always difficult to uh, make it reliable, to feel good in it, to make it fast. So I should take my time. Like Juan Gidden did this as well. For two, three years, they were building the new car, and yeah. it pays off. You can see that. Yeah, it yeah pays definitely. Off. And it's still possible to get your media exposure with the new project because you need the right partners. Like Speed Hunters will be also one of those companies that will support us there. With some articles, and uh, uh, we try to pull all the strings we have to uh, make this a good project, and and of course to um, to get a really good exposure for the involved partners. I'm getting excited. Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. It will be to... great. It will be great. Call, yeah. <laughs> so the the championship that you're looking for is Drift All Stars. Is that what absolutely? You're... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't even know if I'm that much into like the races out of Europe, you know, even if Drift All-Stars does that. I cannot say that I see a direct benefit for our team. You know, it's a pretty much, it's a pretty big effort to go there. It's a huge cost. Yes, yeah, exactly. And even if you have a sponsor that pays that, I mean, like, it's still like everyone needs a lot of vacation for this. And um, I don't know if it, if it would pay off as a for the team you know in uh in return for our investment in that moment and um but after i've seen the round in abu dhabi they did i was thinking like why i haven't been there you know ah, because the pictures it. and the articles were really great yeah and it was a great track as well so um i was not so happy that i that i didn't make it because the car was just not ready at this point we never planned to start that early so i couldn't make it there they asked me to do it and i couldn't make it unfortunately because after I've seen the the media work on that, it was pretty good. So um, yeah, it's hard to say if I want to go out of Europe. Actually, I don't think so. And I don't. I also don't think that uh, Formula Drift is a target of mine. I just want to be really good in what I'm doing, and um, I want that that people know me for for being for not just being a nice person. No, for being a drifter that they can remember. Like you know, we have so many cool drifters that people know by name because they are crazy, you know. And they they do a good job and they're um, they're consistent. You know, this is something I want to be. I want to be a well-known uh, drifter in Europe, definitely. You want to be a a ninety percent driver then, pushing ninety percent, just doing calculated stuff and, and being crazy, just crazy enough to. Yeah, I, I would say that that's my kind of personality. I'm I'm not a person who can uh, let let it go and lose himself completely in something. You know, it's like I always try to keep control. That's sometimes a good thing, but sometimes also a bad <laughs> thing. And um, yeah, but I, I would I would like to I would like to be. Uh, I don't know. I think. James Dean is too. James Dean is extremely good, you know, and he doesn't. He's, really, he's almost too consistent. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, a little bit more, a little bit more Luke Fink in James Dean's uh, quality. You know, that, that's actually that would be cool. That would be cool, but it's uh, easier said than done. Maybe, maybe uh, I was also thinking about this: that am I even that kind of driver? Maybe I'm not that driver. Maybe I'm a calculated driver, and I try to be just as good as I'm possibly be. But I don't try to uh, floor it backwards as much as I can. You know? 
Maybe I'm, I'm, I don't I'm, need to be that. I'm getting a, a Michael Essa vibe from you. Like Michael Essa. I know had, what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Had yeah. a really calculated program. What he did on track was like science. Yeah. It's like wall, wall, yeah. slide, done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, he, he, I, I was out of my mind when he scored a 100 point run on Atlanta yep. back in 2013 I think yeah, 2012 2013 in his uh, set 4 I think in the convertible set 4 car I yeah. think it was and it's like you just don't pull off that from nowhere you know, nah. you can't just do that just, no, absolutely, absolutely no, it not. happened. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's no, not that's a... something you you really need to aim for. Absolutely, yeah. 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 So I'm excited to to see you progress, and since you now have the tools, you have a car yeah, that I do have, works yeah. really well. As you said, yeah. I'm just refueling, changing tires, polishing, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So. Until today, when the, one of the electrical <laughs> parts broke down, and of course, uh, after I initiated my drift, the engine and everything shut it off. So, uh, but it was like a twenty cent part, you know. In the end, so we uh, fixed it, and it will run tomorrow again. So, uh, but um, yeah, no, now I have the tools. I really can say that now we are at the point where we are as a team also developed enough to move on to do that step. Um, you know, as I said that last week in, in Modelo, I, I felt it good first time. And you know what also happened? I mean, for many people, it might be unusual what I'm saying now. But for me, it wasn't. I, I first under, first time understood what my sporter said to me. Like, it, I could use, of course, I understand what she's saying. But uh, I, could, and I couldn't use the information in a, in a, in a way that I could... Uh, benefit from it before because like, i was so focused like oh my god there's a wall oh my god there's a wall you know and there she told me okay the entry speed of that and that person was this and this high and you know and according according that kind of information i could adjust my speed because the weather condition were really changing like one hour rain one hour sun one hour rain so you had like pretty different conditions uh, uh, during the track but bec uh, because she told me this and this information i could actually use it and I nailed every single practice run. That was really good. That's why I'm so sad that I didn't make it to qualification. And uh, yeah, but maybe I was too nervous at this point. You know, it's like being but, given a, a toolbox full of tools, and yeah. you don't know how to use them yeah. because you couldn't. Yeah, but no. Last week I, I knew how to use it, yeah. and that felt so great. So now I think we are ready to move on to do a better job than the uh, last year. And um, but we knew we are coming as amateurs to Drift All Stars. You know, we we knew we are not even if we might be one of the best in our country. As I told you, Germany is not much developed when it comes to drifting. Even if they think so, they are not. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not a lie. I, I might not make friends in that moment, you know, saying that, but uh, I don't mind because this is the truth. And that is, the, that is one of the reasons that I am not used to drive that hard. No. Because we were never forced to. We have really wide open tracks. We have no walls. No, I mean zero. Oh, wow. Yeah. We don't use clipping zones and those kind of things to, to be really precise. I mean, a, a clipping point, just a, just a cone. If you're one meter away, if you're one meter fifty in another direction, I mean, it's really hard to judge. The slipping oh. zones make it really precise. You need to be there, or you're not. You know, you didn't meet the, or didn't get the clipping point if you're not in the box. So the drift all star system was very different to what I was used to, and uh, we needed to go, um, needed to get used to the to the pressure. Also, the time schedule was so much more strict. You need to be on point every time. And uh, so that, those are things that we got used to now. Now we know how to handle that. And uh, uh, yeah, we can move on now. It's just about executing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's easier said than done. Oh, know, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. So I was thinking we should round this off. 
um, just a, we'll talk for a minute or two more, and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna head to the after track. Just maybe, just see. There's a show. I've I've heard there's a good show. There's uh, a huge. There, yeah? Oh yeah, there's a good show. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna watch that. And, and but I'm just excited for for you in 2017, and then for your new car. It's gonna be amazing. And it will. Where can we find you? We will see you on Drift All Stars events. So if they live stream, we will see you on screen. Yeah, so we we actually also uh, live stream a lot from the events. So if you want to follow, you can just in Facebook. It's like Ulig. It's a U H L I G hashtag thirty three. And uh, so that's my starting number. That's a little bit difficult because Frederick Oxnard has the same. Oh. You know, it's like my brand name and uh, and we use it in our own company and we use it in many different things. We have a glove brand where we use that end and end. So I don't know how this works out. I yeah. think I just have to beat him oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, to, yeah. to gain the right for this number. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. And um, um, yeah, of course, Instagram at ulik33. And this is where people can follow me. And we are we are live streaming also from inside the car. We have a mounting for uh, the, the phone at the helmet. So we, we did a lot of live, live streaming uh, at the Drift All-Stars event last weekend. And also from here. And people like that because they can be part of the action in that right moment. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Really? Wow. I never thought about that. That's that's great. Yeah, we had uh, the first live stream we, we did. You know, Drift All-Stars shared it. And we had like 200,000 people reach with that. It was great. <laughs> We gained like 400 new Facebook fans in like one hour. Yeah. Like, what the fuck happened here? Huh? It was a good idea. Oh, yeah. I hope it, I yeah. hope it will continue. Um, I'm just excited to, to see you tomorrow. Just drive. Just, just, I'll, I'll be at the grandstands just watching. I haven't been watching any driving. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm like, man. And now you should do that, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Otherwise, you will be sad that you didn't do that and just worked here and did not relax not a bit. <laughs> that's a, I think that's a... Gateball is an event what you should enjoy also and let let it let loose you know a little bit of yeah. course we are also here to do a job it's not just fun it's a pretty much expensive weekend so it's not just fun we try to um to get more fans you know talk to people get some uh, connections and then end so i think it's the same for you oh yeah but i but, love doing this yeah of course we all do but it's also nice to just relax for one two hours oh, yeah. and watch other cars drifting you know? definitely yeah. it's a it's what we petrol heads just can't get enough of it's like yeah I, I i talked to someone today like you know i don't watch as much drifting anymore i'm, I'm more in the pits and you talk to people I, that that's what i find is really fun i love that I, stuff I, I i can absolutely agree with that i, I think it's uh, for me as well if i meet new people and can talk about it especially when it starts to get a little bit more away from like uh, i was driving so hard uh, you know that, those are things that they are not any more interesting <laughs> no. for me i want to talk to people who who have good ideas how to move on in that sport, how to make that sport more famous to other people. And like, like Nia Gunn from Drift Also Series, he's one of those guys I really like to talk to because he's so so um, open-minded. He really wants to make something out of that sport. He's and, very uh, passionate about it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, it's a really hard job that he is doing there. Um, I'm, you know, some people might not always be happy with his decisions, but someone has to make a decision. Those are things that have to be done. And uh, I'm not a complainer about other people's decisions. If it's not fitting me. I, I try to make it fit me. That is how I do that. You know, when they announced like, oh, you cannot use the cars uh, under 1996 anymore. Everyone was like, oh my God, it will be so expensive. You cannot do that. And and I was just thinking, oh my God, I will try to get more money, you know, <laughs> and do it just. I mean, like if other people are too weak to move on, then it's a big advantage for me if I'm a strong person and have a good team that tries to push the boundaries and just uh, develop the sport. 
you know, I, I, I don't want to sound uh, cocky, but I, I really see our team as a pioneer team for Germany. We really try to uh, develop ourselves and develop the sport also inside Germany to explain people what drifting is about. It's it's not just it's not just uh, complaining about no sponsors. No, it's about busting your ass to get sponsors to convince people to uh, to follow you to uh, to do a good job for the companies that support you and to uh, drive as hard as you can. Of course. Yeah, exactly. So, if you see Marcel, please. Just come up, say hi. He's a super nice guy. I just uh, came up and just, hey, man. And we started just hitting it off. And it's it's really nice to have some friendly faces, even though you're. I didn't know you were a champion. It's like, if I knew that, maybe I was like, oh, man, I don't know. Am I worthy? It's like, he's a cool guy. Don't don't be afraid. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are. Yeah. Please do not hesitate to uh, to talk to me. So everyone who wants to come by, and I'll, I'll write me a message or whatever. As soon as I have time, I will answer. And if you come by at our tent, you're at Gatibull or at any other event uh, in Europe of the Drift All-Star Series, I'm always open to talk, of course. I mean, fans is what makes this sport great, the people around that. So, um, yeah, please, come and talk to me. Yeah, and buy buy everything that you sell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not what I, that's not what I'm saying. No. <laughs> it's not just always about money, you know. Money can't buy happiness. That is oh, that no. is a fact. Even if we need a lot of money for what we are doing, but it doesn't make you happy. Absolutely not. Definitely. It's the people. Yeah, this is the Hashtag Deep podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, just uh, rounding up with one more thing. Like, what are you most excited about here at Godbill? Is there a crazy build that you like the most, or what? what what's the thing that you're looking forward to? Mm, Why do you? Come I, I think after after yesterday and today, I have to say it was the track. It was the track. Um, it was the first time that I could go like pedal to the metal fourth gear for like 20 seconds without lifting the throttle <laughs> not not a bit you know starting after the main straight and going fourth gear up the hill and down the hill until we were going backwards into that corner then again uphill that was like it was just an amazing feeling i i have never done that before i never had the chance to uh drive that long time full throttle and that high gear you know on which track you can do that there is no track existing no. basically <laughs> that you can go round and drift you yeah, know yeah, yeah. you have always just like four or five corners to drift and here you can go the whole track if you have no one in front of you and I think that was the um, the most amazing uh, experience here at Got the Bull wow I just I just thought about that. You can actually drift the whole track. Yeah, that that sounds like nothing, but it is absolutely awesome. Yeah. Wow, Jesus. All right, so Marcel, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. And um, I will be posting and keep people updated about you. And I hope that we can catch up, like via Skype or the internet. Absolutely, somehow. every time, yeah. And uh, just... Uh, Maybe you can win another championship soon. That would be really great. And maybe it will be Drift All-Stars this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. We're going to um, head off to the after track. So um, I'll catch you later. Thank you and see you later. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. on a budget we still deserve nice things 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 